Welcome to the Dork Forest, live at the Nerd Melt Theater in Meltdown Comic Books in Hollywood, California. Yay! Um, that was, uh, of course, Mike Rickberg and Sarah Cohen singing uh, the theme to the Dork Forest. Mike will sing again at the end. And today, slightly attended, but I think it's going to be a powerful group. Um, we're going we're gonna to have some powerful um, topics. We're doing Dork Panel here at the Dork Forest today. To my to my left, we have uh, Augie Smith. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Jackie. Very happy to be here. Thank you for all of that. That's sweet of you. Uh, Augie Smith, the only one who I truly asked what his dorkdom was, so we're going to lead off with him. Uh, sitting next to him, though, Sue Costello, previous uh, fr- friend of the dork forest. Yeah. Sue Costello. Hi. Welcome back. of the forest. Dork, 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 dork. And then, uh, and then we have local dork luminary, TJ Miller. Uh, luminary. I'm a dork luminary. That's not fair. <laughs> That's How did you get that? I don't know. I it wear just... Christmas lights under my clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a luminary. A luminary. So, uh, all I did was I said, what dorkdom would we talk? And, Augie, you were the only one who came up with something immediately. Which is propaganda. Well, that's because people should know that I've, I've known Jackie for some time, and she's had this podcast for some time. And, 2006. And uh, she has been dangling me being on the podcast for some time. Aww. We're talking years here. Years. She's like, well, I don't think we're just quite ready for you yet. You were on, right? you were on one of the original, the, you were on the original with Joe Wilson yeah, call-in Halloween episode that did not get recorded on Blog Talk Radio. So probably 2007. Remember that one? You told no. the story of the furry at the Dante's in Portland? The furry at the Dante's? That's the weirdest way to like, <laughs> get somebody's memory. Well, the furries uh, at Dante's? There was a guy dressed as a rabbit It was a girl dressed as a rabbit. It was right. a girl. Oh, I'm sorry. And then there was a guy that fought the rabbit, and the whole thing ended uh, with me seeing my buddy, and he's all messed up because there had been a big fight because he had been tussling with the rabbit. And the whole thing ended with, I was just messing around, and then the bunny got serious. That was the actual line. That was the actual yeah, best line it, ever. Which is how I've lived my life ever since. And why didn't it get recorded? Oh, because uh, Blog Talk Radio dropped the ball uh, in conference call goodness. It was because uh, Dante uh, was attacked by the furry. <laughs> Dante's is a bar in Portland, Oregon, that has open fire uh, next to uh, a lot of drunk people. It's a terrible life choice. Oh, there's just like a fire pit. I thought you said Dante's is a bar. In Portland, well, they just open fire on you. When you walk in, they just start blasting caps. Not in Portland. That's familiar with that. That would be the second time we talked about getting shot. Doing comedy, right? Remember when we did it on your podcast? No, no. Which one was that? What story when, was that? When was you had shooting? me on there and you told me how the guy used to pay you, but he would put the gun on the thing. Oh, that was that guy in Milwaukee. Oh, you guys ever? J.D. Uh, J.D. <laughs> uh, not to be confused with J.B. <laughs> how, isn't that a weird part of being a comedian? That everyone's like, oh, yeah, I remember that place. Yeah. <laughs> remember that, that happened biker? at a regular job? <laughs> yeah, if, like if you had to go pick up your check and you were an insurance adjuster and the guy had a... A, a, a pistol sitting on the thing. Going, Do you want your check? You, you got to sit with the pistol pointing at you. 
your boss, yeah, your boss just his name is Jeff, and he puts a Derringer on the <laughs> on his cubicle desk. He's like, it's payroll Friday. What do you say about that? Dorian, this isn't loaded. It's an antique. I went antiquing last Friday. JD would have a gun on the table he paid you, but here's the thing: he wouldn't bring me back. You know why? I was too dirty. <laughs> I was you, too dirty, dirty for the guy with the gun. Yeah, I he didn't think I was. He wouldn't bring. Oh, he didn't bring you back to the show. You know, yeah, my my dad crazy. owned. Uh, he 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 had he played uh, cards in a game where you had to have a pistol to play cards in this game. It was a uh, with a bunch of mobster wannabes in Milwaukee. I know. All right, that's, mobsters. Uh, Milwaukee. We should stop right there. Mo- <laughs> mobster but, wannabes in but, Milwaukee. <laughs> but the thing is, this is my, so my dad bought a pair of matching uh, derringers. He bought a pair of dueling pistols, but der- but tiny ones, and uh, and so he would bring them as a joke and just put them on the table because. If they ever got fired, they would completely lose all of their value. So he would just—they wouldn't be loaded. He would just bring this box, which had two the other tiny people load their guns? Yeah, yeah. The other oh, people yeah. were—he was like, if anything goes down, they'll shoot him. I'm just here with my box of pistols. And <laughs> I don't even know what a Derringer is. You it's a tiny gun. It is, yeah? It's, a, it's, it's a, a teeny tiny gun. It looks like a gun that's gone through the dryer. <laughs> Teeny tiny. I can't believe that. It's a children's gun. I, 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 that sounds to me like he was just trying to say, like, oh, I don't bring loaded guns, but you know he just had two sawed-off shotguns that <laughs> wore his earrings. <laughs> Not Elliot Cation. Elliot Cation, I come from a long line of cowards. He doesn't have any interest, any interest in owning any sort of loaded weapon at any time. I like he had a hard name. enough time with a, li- with a steak knife. Elliot. I Elliot. Like name. That's, he, he picked it himself. How did he pick? Wait a minute. Picked his own name. He picked his own. Jackie, how did your father pick his own name? Well, his name was Armenian, and it was uh, what's going on? Huh? My chair's broken. All right. <laughs> Everybody, stay calm. <laughs> he's leaving. He's mad. <laughs> no one sit in the front row. Um, yeah, no, uh, um, his name better. was Yelia, which what is Armenian for Elliot. As far as, <laughs> as far as he was concerned, he's like, I'm gonna pick something that, uh, that sort of sounds like Yelia. How old was he when he decided? Did he just uh, come out in the 16. doctor? Oh, really? But the thing is, is his, his, uh, his, what, did he, uh, what was his name for 16 years? Yelia. Everyone called Yelia. him Yelia. Yeah, right, it was yeah. essentially, uh, in South Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But the, the weird thing is, is every, like his, the, what's the book? What's the book that you uh, get? Bible. The sure. yearbook. The, great the Torah. <laughs> The Quran. <laughs> Yalia. A yearbook. I believe, not, I believe I'm thinking of the word yearbook. In his yearbook, everybody wrote Yalia instead of Elliot. And, and then he so, joined the gangsters and he had to turn it to Elliot. Well, I think he joined the Navy and the Navy was like, don't be ridiculous. You uh, can't be Armenian. They don't let Armenians <laughs> into the Navy. Standard Navy. Just You walk in, you tell them your name, and they say, don't be ridiculous. (laughs) Your name is now Jim. (laughs) The Navy is the modern Ellis Island. That's true. I've always said that. Have you? Have you always said that, TJ? Yeah, I started saying it yesterday. (laughs) It's the modern day Ellis Island. I was thinking of Ellis Island when I I did. All right. So... um, so yeah, so so that's how Augie and I met. We met on the road doing stand-up comedy many years ago. Mm-hmm. That's how we times. met. And then Sue Costello and I met at uh, Aspen '96. That's right. Some of you were born in '96. No, nope. no, they not, weren't. Not this Look room. Look at that. Not, not this room. room. He's like, not I my fan base. <laughs> I was born in 1925. They got completely quiet. They were like, no. <laughs> 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 All right. 
We met in Aspen, yes, in at Aspen, the comedy festival. At a comedy festival. It was very glamorous. And it was we the HBO Comedy Arts Festival. And then again in 2003 in Montreal. Because we're famous. Because we're famous people and we were, it was, and, and we told the story many times has the story been told, but we went out to dinner with Maureen Bamford, Aisha Tyler, and Judy Gold. Oh, and, uh, tall. We were out with the tall girls. It was a lot of ladies, a lot of ladies having uh, some salad, except for me, I wanted a lobster, and Aisha Tyler wanted the lobster, and Judy Gold wanted the $200 bottle of wine, and uh, Marie Bamford had three pieces of lettuce and a Diet Coke, and uh, and Sue Costello uh, got a sensible dinner. I did. And Sue uh, Costello shot a pig. <laughs> Put it on a I had the fuzzy Dakota, whatever it was. <laughs> what is fuzzy Dakota? That's hilarious. I never know one. What did you? Order. No, what was the story? The Dante's pig. Oh, the fuzzy, uh, furry the fuzzy, Dante. The, furry. <laughs> the fuzzy bunny. The, the fuzzy, fuzzy bunny. Dakota. I don't know. Remember what I ordered? I, my boyfriend moved out of me that weekend, so I was in distress. Remember? Uh, oh yeah, that's no, right. He sent you to Montreal so he could move out on yeah. you. Is that true? Yes. I lived with he got her the booking. Where is he? He got her the booking. He got me in, but he didn't even get me on the good shows. I was only on like the side shows too. (laughs) It's one of the shittiest stories. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. So he was moving out the place while you were in Aspen. Well, I was in Montreal. I lived with him for eight years, and he's like, I got you into Montreal. And I'm like, you did. He loves me so much. Oh, my God. (laughs) And here I am, Judy Gold, spending all my money. (laughs) Because Judy Gold goes, in very New York, she goes, let's just split the check five ways. Maria Bamford has already left the building uh, because she had a set. She had sets on the good shows. Right. And she was like, hey, Jackie, can you cover my part of the bill? And I was like, of course, of course. So the bill comes, and and, uh, Costello and I are sitting there, and neither one of us drank. Uh, Aisha and Judy, but I knew I was spending a hundred dollars. I wanted a lobster, so uh, it was five hundred. So I had to pay a hundred and eighty dollars, ninety bucks for me, ninety bucks for Bamford, and uh, yeah, and then geez. those two guys go off to live the Aisha and Judy Gold go off to live their lives, right. their glamorous lives, the and, lives and those Aisha Tyler lives, <laughs> the life that Judy Gold was born to live. And I went home and had no money for rent. Well, no, well, what happened was is so we can. Uh, <laughs> She's gonna cry. We can't. All right. Yeah. Over it now. <laughs> Sue and I get into the van to go back to the hotel, and Sue's like, "Why didn't you say anything?" And I'm like, "Why didn't you say anything?" And she's like, "You're more obnoxious than I am." Remember when you said that? Wow. Wait a minute. Wow. Wait a minute. And all I think was, there's not a jury in the world that will convict me. There's not a jury in the world that would ever say you were more obnoxious than me. <laughs> it would be hard to find a jury that would try that case. <laughs> Your Honor, we break the stand, Sue Costello. She has a New Year's noisemaker with her. I've Tell us for the alternate jurors on that case. They sit there, hoping they get called. I don't think I said obnoxious. I was under duress. I can't be held responsible for anything. I can't be held It's true. For you cannot be held And T.J. Miller and I, we've never met. This is it. This is our first time Sorry. meeting. <laughs> Lovely. It's our first time ever meeting. And, I said uh, uh, Let me just say, it's my, it's our first time in the Navy. And, uh, <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Uh, it's our first time meeting, and we always said, I remember we, we'd always look at each other from across the room at various, you know, shows, sex fetish parties. Right, right. And we'd kind of make eye contact, and we'd sort of give each other that eye like, we'll meet when there's enough Dove dark chocolate. <laughs> right, if there's a dove dark chocolate in the room. You know that look when someone gives you, like, kind of like. 
That's the Dove Dark Chocolate look? Yeah, it's sort of a rolling of the eyes and squinching of just the cheeks. Actually, well, the weird thing is that you work, you book that show at the sex shop, at the, yeah. at the vibrator shop, and, uh, here in Los Angeles. You did? The pleasure chest. I, did. I, did I wasn't invited it. to that. You, I would love you to come. Augie, okay. you're, you're welcome also. You guys want to do two shows surrounded do. by a lot of plastic items? What do we items? have to do? Yeah, it's, no, it's good. It's, it's just, just a show in a sex shop. You yeah. just go and you perform in the middle. And of everybody's this. on board. Do I have to gyrate? Nope. <laughs> you There's don't no have gy- to. No, we have someone do that for you. That's true. <laughs> that somebody will actually move my hips for me? <laughs> <laughs> right behind you. Sort of like a forced mamba. <laughs> That's a different episode. Uh, the salsa. Yeah. We, yeah. No, we we know each other from the scene, but yeah, you came and did the show, did a lovely performance. It was just at not... At the Pleasure Chest show. At the Pleasure Chest. Always, um, I like it because it's in the front area where it's all... Um, where the uh, the bridesmaids people come. Yeah, it's, it's kinda, in that area. It's, it's not in the serious. Sort of, right. It's in the party, kind of like, should we go in and see, get like a dick necklace? <laughs> <laughs> like a candy dick? Oh, the penis pocket. It's that area. It. it would be weird if we had it back where sort of the fetish anal hooks are and stuff like that. <laughs> Sorry I didn't even know there was jokes. a such thing as an anal hook, all right? Now well, you would if well, you here, Let me show you. I, I'm gonna... <laughs> There's not an anal hook. Well, I, yeah, oh, yeah, I wore one in. What is it for? It's it's if you have to anus. hang multiple people from a, a conveyor belt. <laughs> no, so I'm going to go home and hang Google it. Hang up by it. their butt. Please do not Google, Google anal hook. <laughs> Nobody Google Why, the and FBI will come get Yeah, then they come around like dry cleaning sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. I like what I do is I have parties where we all we all kind of get on the anal hooks on a conveyor belt. Just stop, because no one. We go around and we kiss the people that are standing. No, later on tonight. (laughs) I heard you'll be hearing that I stuck a coat hanger in my ass, and you'll be like, "What happened?" I'll be like, "TJ told me it was done from anal hooks, isn't it? It's a kid's thing." TJ said to do it. <laughs> no, Everybody goes, we know. I hope we don't have to go back to the days when women had to put coat hangers in their ass. Right, everybody? Roe v. Wade. Right. Now, every, now it's a hook for everyone. In every garage. Not just Maple Thorpe photo subjects. Oh, it's a Maple really Thorpe Really divided well the crowd. Done, yeah, really, really divided the crowd. remember the 80s? Yeah. Come on, let's do this. And, um... So, so, yeah. Augie, you are... Uh, propagandist. Propaganda. Well, the yeah, reason well, I was... Hey, gonna, let's get to the show, huh, guys? Well, I was going to bring it up because I majored in psychology with a concentration in persuasion, theory, and social influence. And <gasps> wow. so we studied a lot of propaganda stuff. For or against? Talk about a dork forest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't we even were know pro- Propaganda. Prop, prop. Right. Okay. <laughs> Where'd you go to college? Where'd you go to college offhand? Uh, I went offhand. Offhand. <laughs> offhand, like, there's some place in D.C. Uh, <laughs> for four years. It all worked out. Yeah, yeah the George Washington University in Washington, D.C. Oh. That means you're smart, right? That's it doesn't. It doesn't. Smart it was a, smart. What it is, it was, a, it was a school that was really expensive that was kind of a safety school for New Jersey kids that couldn't get into, like, Georgetown or mm. other good schools. And so there's a lot of dumb people with wealthy families and then the guys like me who didn't really get in anywhere good, but they offered a scholarship. Like, they oh. offered me an academic scholarship. I was not, like, a big student in high school. <laughs> I was student. not around <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I wasn't sober throughout the day. So why'd they give it to you? Because they had really low standards. <laughs> so I packed my bags. Right, so, well, you come true. from money, but you come from money. No. 
Nick, no. Come on. no, no, I just came from money, but I, I you know. Just you now. Came from I came on money, yeah. I was with them earlier. I just came on money, yeah. <laughs> with your anal hook. It's no, worth, no, no, no. Worth, it was, my money is in Van Nuys. I, I live on a Scrooge McDuck pile of cash. It's very nice. It's, very <laughs> it's all coins. That are, that's all so coins. much money. You have a lot I of credit here. Jumping into coins. Dollar coins. You have a lot of credit here. I got some credit. Yeah, and you're oh, like yeah. rolling in the dough. I got silver uh, peppermint bark. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. So, but that no, I've often heard that that is a good school, but maybe that is an illusion created by people it's who graduated. It's an illusion created by them. Okay. It sounds like paranoia. It sounds like when I first started doing stand up and Dave Chappelle and uh, yeah. Noah brought me into Brewer's apartment and they brought me in the back and they're like, "Listen, don't get an agent." And I was like, "Why?" They were totally crazy. They told me that the agents had these big, um, like, they went on retreats to figure out how to just. Fuck us to just screw us over. Oh wait! Oh, that there know? was. No, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. Oh yeah. So there's so Brewer, who so of was, course always. But doesn't sober. that mean they were spreading? That guy's a sober guy. <laughs> Him that and Chappelle, they might have been. They might. They possibly a little bit before I got there. They, they might have been snorting everything <laughs> and spooning, just snorting marijuana, and they were like, Soon. just <laughs> yeah, it doesn't burns the they, front part. Forget how the marijuana works. But does not mean they were spreading propaganda if it wasn't truth, right? right. No, that's exactly right. Thank you. Okay. Well, what? propaganda. This isn't real blonde hair. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah you're not. You don't made a stone. Let's hear. I, it. So what if I went uh, to you, UMass Boston? You went to UMass Boston, yeah. University of Wisconsin Madison. Right. What'd you do, Og? Uh, so you come from racism. I started doing stand up in high school. Did you stand up right out of high school? No college for Og. No. University of Hard Knocks. Yeah, that's right. Apply. Apply. Don't leave me hanging. There we go. Good for you. I got my education in bars and taverns across the Pacific Northwest. Ah. Where I was doing a half hour for $75 to a room right. where the pool tables were still on. That's so a good school, I heard. I know, right? You're it's building easy to get character. <laughs> but here, here, okay, so here's, here's my dorkdom is uh, propaganda. Yeah. I love propaganda. I love everything about it. I love the history of it. I love what goes on now with it. Now, I'm going to tell you guys a story <laughs> about somebody that you should know. And his name is Jamie Roars. Roars? Who knows who Jamie Roars is? R-O-R. Jamie out the doors roars. Okay. <laughs> the Aurora shooting. The Aurora shooting, nothing funny about the Aurora shooting, but there is an interesting part of the Aurora shooting. In the crowd was Jamie Roars with his girlfriend, his infant child, and her four-year-old. Okay. Now, first of all, remember this is a midnight movie, so they brought an infant assholes. Let's just right. start with that. Let's <laughs> point that out. Batman? Dude comes in and starts shooting. Jamie Roars, who had the infant in his lap, throws down the baby, gets up, leaps off the balcony, runs out the door. Oh, it gets worse than that. Gets into his truck. And drives away, leaving his girlfriend, her four-year-old, and his infant child in the place. He reconnects with them at the hospital two hours later, where he proposes marriage. And she says yes. Now, what about this is propaganda. The news reports, who don't want to give a bad story to the Aurora shooting or any of the victims of it, then say that, Jamie Roars got separated from his family. He got separated? How oh, did yeah, that yeah. happen? He got separated as quickly as he could. <laughs> right. That's what happened. 
Christ! When you throw something his... away from you, you get separated from it. Did when he you spike throw his baby, own baby, he spiked the like... baby, and he ran out of there as fast as he possibly could. Jamie at the doors roars. But here's the thing: is that the news? They don't want you to know that this negative story about it. So they report it. This is the positive experience that wasn't Because was then there's the redemption, the redemption of the proposal, and now they're together. And this, this is my favorite, favorite example of propaganda and how it works and how you push the story. There are different ways to push the story. You either give them part of the story or you give them the part of the story that works for you, that can move forward whatever your agenda is. And it happens every day and you watch it all the time. (laughs) Just sit home and watch Fox News or watch MSNBC and you're inundated with it. Ah, and what it does is it shapes the argument. And here's the thing. There's not much funny about this, but what there is. I was just about to say, you, you've always proved, you've just proven my point, which is if you, if you care deeply about propaganda, don't bring it up in mixed company or at a party. <laughs> but I was going to no, say, you're the doing... thing. Just shut up, Tom. No. No. Here's the thing. I'm, you're watching what you want to hey, see. I'm almost ready to use it. Shut the fuck you up. into the And nobody listens. Wait to one minute! All that was going through my head is where did you get that story that it was that he? Yeah, the where'd baby? you get the what truth, the fuck man? Is that? You were all believing you were like really hot. Jamie Roar is. He is Tommy Roar. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Jamie. <laughs> well, the, the other part of the story is that his family did get out safely, uh, but there was a kid, a 19 year old kid, that led them out of the theater because it was filled with smoke and bullets and everything. But how do you know that kid got shot? That kid got shot. But how do you know this? We're going to need a source, Augie yes, Smith. Hold on, hold on, Otherwise, Jamie hold on. Jamie Roars and his girlfriend go on Piers Morgan, and they talk about the story. But here's the thing. When they talk about the story, how do you get separated from a baby on your lap? How does that happen? The baby didn't wander off. That didn't happen. How old's he the baby? He threw the now, baby I, aside. I, I want to stop you real quick, though, because you just did an example See? of propaganda. That's what I just yeah, said. Uh, uh-huh. Augie just said, he goes, he goes like this. Is this, is this what you're about to say? I already said it. Well, he, the, did you say that he said, <laughs> say it again. that guy got shot in the leg? And... See, you t- you you went with the point that made your point. You're like, yeah. that 19 year old kid, he got shot in the leg. He's fine. He actually ended up he's he's, de- he's been convicted of domestic abuse since then. He's in a lot of trouble. It was with the Chris law. Brown. It was Chris Brown that let them out. Yeah. So things worked out okay. But it's hard. It's hard not right. Everybody wants to push their side of the story. Yes, but that's in your relationships. Doesn't that happen? I was thinking that happened. But that happened in the green room. But so wait, so they go on Piers Brosnan's talk show. (laughs) They do go on Piers Brosnan's talk show because it took place in the late 1980s, and they were talking to Remington Remington Steele. And so what happens is, is they admit at that time that he got in his truck and drove away. Yeah, he did. He absolutely got in his truck. And his story. And they admit that his story was that he was he was hoping to reconnect with them outside. So he's driving around the parking lot. Where there were the no guns Which or is bullets? Is that where he was be. hoping to be? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so he's sitting next to him during the film. The film is yeah. playing. He did, and then he, he gets not. separated because he's like, okay, there's a shooting. I'm going to go get popcorn. I can, I'm going to put the baby down. I can down imagine and, not wanting to sit with him because who would want to be that close to a baby during a movie? Right. Because only assholes bring babies to movies, especially yeah. midnight They're ones. They're not the brightest people on the... Phones. This is not a lovely but You forgot couple. the part about his mother fell down the stairs before the movie and she was watching the baby. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Yeah. Back I didn't even know that yes, part. the mother fell down the stairs uh-huh. and so he had to take the baby. Uh, that's, the that's kind of... Uh, Did you just make I that heard he had 
adopted the baby oh, from Rwanda. I just made it up. All that's true. I'm making also, my own propaganda. They always try and push the September 11 thing being about the plane crashes and the towers and stuff. But actually, a fireman met his wife in the rubble. <laughs> they got married the next day. Great story. Nobody fucking talks right. about it. Johnny Claridge got in a marriage. That's what they called him. Johnny, Johnny Claridge found his true love in marriage. That didn't work how I wanted it to. So this, so this is it. This is what makes you a dork. Is that now a dork? Out the doors. So, wait, so with the history of of, of propaganda right. is what from cave days? Like people have been, been, been <laughs> right. I mean that's where it right. all starts when we first started with the bedetted. We're all talking, <laughs> and we are all telling the story that we want to. We're telling the story we want to tell ourselves. Right. That's gonna push it. When I when I was in uh, when I was in high school, I went to a, ca- a Catholic high school, and we had a religion class, and that's a big topic, religion, especially at a Catholic, at a Catholic high school, yeah. because human history is almost four thousand years old. <laughs> and so, anybody on that one? No. Yeah. So we had a substitute one day, Mrs. Mitchell, that told us, and this is in the 1980s, and I know you remember that decade, we were afraid of the communists. Anybody remember the communists? They were some bad mofos. And she told us that the communists had amassed troops on the Canadian and Mexican borders and were within months from rolling in and attacking America. I swear to God, she said this in class. And this was a thing that people thought because there was a dude named Lyndon LaRouche uh, who is from Chicago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lyndon LaRouche. Do you guys ever see Lyndon LaRouche? No. Oh, Oh, the first time I saw Lyndon LaRouche, I called my mother, and I was like, something's gone wrong on television. Uh, There's a guy who's telling lies. And and my mother was like, what are you watching? What's his name? And I go, Lyndon LaRouche. And she goes... Well, that, guy, that nutbag runs for president every 12 minutes, and he's always full of lies. That guy's made of lies, is what she told me. That guy's a bag of lies. And, what a weirdo. Yeah, he's... What a weird name. <laughs> he's Lyndon, Lyndon LaRouche. LaRouche. Yeah, yeah. No wonder he's always lying. He's no Louis yeah, Everybody would be like, hey, Lyndon, why is your name Lyndon LaRouche? And he had to make up thousands of stories. Name should have been Elliot. It was oh Elliot had his own lies, but my uh, my dad does not have a horse in the political race. He doesn't care about politics at all. So um, so that was the first time that somebody told me something. And I'm like, wait a minute, that sounds like bullshit. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that there are tanks amassed along the Canadian border. No, no, the Canadians would have something to and say. And then about as that. the as the months rolled on, I'm like, this still hasn't happened yet. I think I've been lied to by somebody who was supposed to be. Knowing something, and like that was the big reveal. That, that was, was the, the big first reveal. big reveal. And that's when I thought I should look into this. I'll bet this has happened before. <laughs> turns out it had, and it turned a out a few months earlier, at least four times before in human history. <laughs> and did you ever get to see Red Dawn? <laughs> did I get to every day? How about that remake? Yeah, did you get to? He dropped a baby in the middle of the screen. <laughs> Like, I will trade you this baby for two tickets to Red Dawn. And uh, so, yeah, the remake was terrible. I don't know. I didn't see it. But uh, I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to spread some propaganda that that was a shitty movie without seeing it. Everything is propaganda. What? Okay. Even, like, Hollywood stuff is propaganda. Like, I could read a magazine and they could say something about someone. I'd be like, I was out with them three days ago and that's not true. Okay. So... Yeah, well, I mean, it's the it's it's the spin. Is that what you're talking about? It's whatever propaganda is the spin. Well, at this point now, it has become a business, and I and I'm sorry for how how long this takes to get to. Um, <laughs> sorry, you're a dog. We're not. We're not. Uh, okay, I look at like like a character like uh, Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter 
writes books where she says things uh, along the lines of the 9-11 uh, widows are assholes. Right. Uh, these broads are millionaires, was her exact quote in her book. Uh, she goes after single mothers uh, because uh, damn them for not having a man in the picture. And she says these ridiculous things. And she becomes a best-selling author. And here is what I believe. She does not go home and think those things. She is a character that creates that. If things aren't going well in stand-up comedy, Jackie Cation, you or I could go home and we could write a book about the America that I remember. And then just just uh, nothing but platitudes and propaganda, and people would then believe that. It's become a business, a business of, of and not for political gain anymore. It's right. just to sell books and get on TV and be a commentator well, and then come in and speak for it. Absolutely. I think the reason it's become so economically charged or that's the, sort of the impetus behind it a lot now is because we live in a capitalist society where it, when, when the government used to create, like, control the economy, then government propaganda was the most important type of propaganda. Now that sort of capitalism and monetary gain is the most important thing, you know, that's now sort of corporations are pushing propaganda on you. They're saying, you know, American Airlines, the most trusted air, whatever it is. Okay. And I don't know. I, so they're not political messages. They're, 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 they're commercial messages. They're less. I mean, you know, we all, but we're all smart enough and savvy enough to know political propaganda when we see it. Everybody who watches like ads for Obama or for Romney, depending on who you're from, you look at the other, person's camp and you say well, that's bullshit you know they're just painting this this is just propaganda right what we don't notice is that like if you go to a mall they kind of it's very hard to get to restrooms and usually it's a diagonal they're very confusing floor maps in malls oh right right and they, they and the set the escalators the up so that you yeah. have to go past every store so, to get to the next sort of the, you know th- those sorts of controls are less easy to just dis- you know to sure to decipher what about airbrushing and they, oh yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of airbrushing. Yeah, happening. and that sort of propagates an incorrect image of women's bodies and also men's. You know, every photograph that's been taken of me and put on the internet has been airbrushed. <laughs> that it looks like my jaw is protruding, <laughs> like a horse got stung in the mouth. <laughs> Who's doing that, Augie? It's usually me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get it out there that I'm an old horse face. <laughs> That's what your agenda. His agenda is very haunting. It's a, this is this is taking a step away from the TED talk that I wanted it to be. And, uh, so, but the, now it's uh, a Mr. Ed talk. <laughs> we're just poking holes in Augie's argument. Is all we're doing. We're saying that everybody's it's, propaganda. Even if yeah. you had a conversation, like the way I see the world is my propaganda. The way I right. like to see the world in a more positive way. But I is. totally respect people that don't see it in but, a positive way. But, but, but the great propaganda, it comes with a personal gain beh- behind it. Like, if, right. for the example is, is that uh, if you go back to the great political propagandists, the reason that they would demonize a particular group, I don't know, maybe the Jews that's happened over the years. Uh, I can think of a few examples. Uh, so no, just the, the, the Jews. The, the idea of doing that. Is so that you can further your own political career or make money somehow at doing that. Yeah, because if you can, if you can, I, I mean, I get it. I mean, you if you blame somebody, then it isn't your fault, and then you can. But what I think is interesting is that, like, I mean, 
when I do stand-up comedy in other cities and around the country, people are always like, man, you gotta, you, you know, you can't do smart comedy anymore. And I'm like, sure you can. Everybody gets cable. Everybody gets all 26 of the letters. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fun, right? I mean, you can talk to, I mean, everyone's smarter than you give them credit for. And everyone's willing to laugh at a dumb joke too, you know? I mean, if you wanna be wiggly and shouty and, and and talk about fart. What, yes, what, yes, I do. Sue, <laughs> Sue Costello just looked offended. Like, am I? Are you talking about me? No, no I'm not. Actually, when you said her, she's wiggling as we speak. <laughs> I'm, I'm right here. When you said somebody was wiggly and shouty backstage, I was like, I'm wiggly and shouty. Is that your theme? Is that your your comedy theme? I kind wiggly of wiggle and on stage. All right. Sometimes I shout. Fuck you, Hada. Yeah. Okay, fuck you harder. That's yeah. that's one of the shoutings. Yeah, I shout. All right, <laughs> one of the shoutings. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible horror film. The shoutings. <laughs> the shoutings. Have you heard the shoutings? That really would be. I wouldn't go to that movie. The and, fall, yeah, the sequel is the yellings. <laughs> I, you know what, my, uh, the yallering, uh, my grandmother, not originally from this country, uh, did not speak English as a first language, and she used to say, uh, he's yallering at me, which is a yell- yelling, hollering, hollering. mashup. Yallering. I enjoy yallering as a word. It's a good one. I'm gonna say that from now on. Yallering is a good word. That would make somebody laugh if they were yelling at you. Stop yallering at me. They would just laugh. <laughs> I'm going to try it tomorrow. Please stop yallering at me. <laughs> He's yallering at me. Saying that earnestly is very funny. Yeah, yeah. She was Dad. always the victim. It was her propaganda. Dad, you- please stop yallering. <laughs> stop yallering at mother. Mother, stop creeping. That's when you cry and weep at the same time. Have you guys ever heard of the word grabby? It's a it's a crabby, grouchy mashup, the the grabbiness. That's I, that guy's grabby. That, that made me think it was sexual, right? Yeah, oh, right, because you thought, I, I thought oh, it might be a word grabby already, though. That's the problem with that. I mean, Did I'll it have, fall apart? Because I'll have actual... to go to my records, but I'm pretty sure. That might have Propaganda and see what's going on. Have you heard of Hansy? It's a combination of Heinz 57 and Amzy. <laughs> Yeah, you know that one? No, I think it means like touchy. No, 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 it's Heinz 57. Yeah, are there's rapey? It's a ripe and apey. <laughs> Quit being so apey. <laughs> it's what it apes talk about bananas about. They think they're rapey. Right, yeah. That oh, that banana's a little right. too rapey. And uh, sure. Okay, now we're delirious. We're all just being silly goose well, now. Silly. We're pro- fucking dorks. Propaganda is, uh, right, it's a bit, it's definitely, I don't know. Are going to still talk a, about that? You, well, you want to talk about something else? What do you got? We, oh, that's all you were going to talk about the whole time? Well, that's all I had. That's all, <laughs> I thought we were all a, supposed to tell why, why well, we Well, some of us had other things to say about it instead of being <laughs> negative about how long we've been talking about Here's, the topic. TJ, you stop yelling at me and just say your point. Sorry. Here's, no, 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 no. <laughs> we have that's, that's yodollering. That's yelling, hollering, and yodeling. <laughs> we had a fight. All right, I apologize. <laughs> we had a fight. <laughs> I apologize. What's your door, Jim? No, no, uh, no I'm sorry. Go ahead. I apologize. I'm being bossy. No, that's okay. What's a little your, bossy what, what when is it your comes to the guys. That's my dorkiness. I get bossy with the guys. Oh, that's Horrible. what it is. You're bossy yes. with goof. All right. I'm, well, I'm not. Bo- I'm goofy. Like I'm a. I'm a. I don't know. I'm just all a right. dork with guys. Like, well, first of all, because I was a loser when I was little. Like bad. Sure. Like I looked like a boy when I was little. 
I don't, I don't know if you, you're looking around you, but that guy looks like a horse. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. he doesn't have no, a college I, education. I didn't develop comedy as a defense mechanism. But no, but I going well when literally I was looked like a <laughs> All right, then I'm not a dog. I didn't need to be funny because I oh, was no. so popular. No, otherwise. I looked like I was a band fag. I was in the band. You were a band fag. What'd you play? What'd you play? homophobic and you played against <laughs> He said I was racist early. I got that too. It's That's Boston. what they say to me. It's it's Boston. Boston. I'm from Boston. Boston. Oh my god! They're like, "Are you from Boston? No, you, you're a racist." When I first moved to New York, I'm like, "Are you from Boston? You're a racist." I'm like, "I'm sorry." They're like, "You from Boston? You're a racist." I'm like, "I'm sorry." And I was like, "Wait, we all used to be racist growing up. The black people and the white people. We hated each other because we were poor. We had this. Black, the black girls used to taunt the Irish guys so badly." Like the, because being of the, Irish, because of that lack of sexual proudness. Like in the black, like they, in the back of UMass one night, this guy we had this friend Paul Dookie Duke Doodle Mustard. He was like, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like a racial slur. I like a Dookie Duke Ducal Mustard. Or, or homophobic. <laughs> or homophobic. That is the cutest, cutest racial epithet ever. <laughs> he was like six. Dookie Duke Mustard. <laughs> Dookie Duke Doodle Mustard. Yeah. He was six foot seven. And he never said a word unless it was important. And he would smoke his cigars, and we were in the back of UMass Boston one night, and the black girls came up to him, and they were like, black guys can do it all night long. So these black girls went up to this giant white dude and, and said, said that? said this to him in okay. his face, which is very aggressive. That's They're propaganda. like, all night long. That's, that's and he didn't even skip a beat. And he's like, yeah, that's because they don't got to get up and go to work in the morning. Right, right. Everybody making friends. Everyone making friends in a circle. That's it. <laughs> I like that propaganda. <laughs> huh? Come on. Now I'm going to be a racist. Everybody's going to call me a racist. No. Nah, Boston isn't a racist. We're not. That's why the Red Sox didn't have a back can black I just tell player you until 20 no. years. No, can I tell after you? Jackie Robinson. 1967 was their first black player. Good God. No, honest to God, in defense of Boston, I just I have my own podcast, which I won't promote here because that's not Caduzzi. Caduzzi cast. It's called Caduzzi the Caduzzi cast. cast. That's it. To it. Uh, awesome. And then uh, Augie's got a pod. You got a pod. What's it called? Uh, it isn't out yet. Uh, oh, it's gonna, what's it going to be called? What's it going to be called? It's called Motivationally Speaking. Oh, oh, yeah. TED Talk. Step Ted back, everybody. Uh, TJ Miller, you got a pod? Uh, I'm frequently a guest on Cash Levy's podcast called All right. Cashing In with TJ Miller. Right. Well, uh, your t- <laughs> excuse me, Sue? <laughs> Don't boss me into it being my Oh, test. I forgot to tell you about the guy thing, too. But if it's called Cashing In with TJ Miller, <laughs> right, you have what a what podcast. Listen, He's yelling he, at me. He has a lot of trouble getting other guests to come on the show. <laughs> so, you know, I've been on the show a lot. So yeah, it's called Cashing in with T.J. Miller, Sue. <laughs> or as no, we call it, Cashing point. in with Dookie Doodle Mustard. Doesn't have a job in the morning, Long Dong Dickerson. No, I forgot my point. Oh, I know. So I was talking, so in defense of Boston, I'm going to defend Boston because we, uh, that's all, I get so much shit for it. I, uh, I had this guy, Kevin, who was, uh, grew up in Boston. He went to Catholic Memorial. I had him on my podcast. And I had never even made this connection about when they did the forced busing, so a lot of people moved their kids out of the out of the bad neighborhood. People that didn't have a lot of money, they moved the kids white out of the bad flight. neighborhood. Moved them out of the bad neighborhood. No, that wasn't the black. It wasn't black. It was just poor white neighborhood. Yeah, but were they going it was quick enough white to say flight. it was a yeah? No, they were moving them out of poor. I'm going to name my band White Flight. See what I put up with? It's not even factual. It's propaganda. They're pushing their agenda out. No, it was not a black neighborhood. It was a white neighborhood. Clearly, being more obnoxious than Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) Now pay for your hundred and twenty dollar. 
Look at her lobster. <laughs> I'm not even telling my story anymore. No. So the thing is, is uh, Boston, uh, there, there's racism in Boston. But let me tell you something. Milwaukee. Can I just finish telling you my idea? What, the, why Boston isn't racist? No, what happened? What? I never even why? got this. Because so you they, didn't know it was racist? No, so they moved the kids, the poor guys. No, no, we all know about the busing then problem they, no, in Boston. No, then they force bus them. So they get them out of right. the neighborhood. Then they force them together. They force right. everybody. So the racism right. gets crazy. Right. The family doesn't want them to be in the fights that they're going through, so they send them to the Catholic school, right. and everybody gets sexually molested. <laughs> wow, that is a story someone is telling themselves. That seems like absolute truth. <laughs> If you hold something to a standard of absolute Every truth, story you that tell, is Sue, it. ends that way. Every story you tell ends with everybody getting sexually molested. So that's why they all went to the Catholic <laughs> Church, and they get molested. And it's all the blacks' That's your fault. saver. That's always your saver when a story is And everybody got molested. So here's the great thing about Boston. Never. Linguisa. You guys got a Portuguese bunch of pe- Portuguese people to make a hell of a soup. Mm-hmm. See, I'm always making peace. That's what mm-hmm. I'm about. I'm about bringing us together with peace with, uh, with soup. Yeah, it's a very uh, funny town. Right? But you don't have a club. It's hard. I, I've never been able to work Boston. Why? Because uh, nobody like pay women. me to work Boston. Yeah, they don't like town. women either. What was the, c- the club? The Connection? The Comedy, Comedy Connection? Nick's. They used to have Stitches. Stitches? stitches? Yeah. Stitches. There was that one in the basement of that bar that seated about 40 people. Dick Doherty's Comedy. There was Vault. the Chinese the Chinese restaurant upstairs. The, studio, the Comedy Studio. Comedy Studio. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the only one left, flick. I think. I got a well, t-shirt. The Wilbur is still there, and Nick's is still there, and the Comedy Vault is And then there's there. about Nick's 77 colleges that you can do stand-up comedy at. If, if you can and get into all the of them, the students primarily major in racism <laughs> <laughs> and Catholic molestation <laughs> and homophobia. And, uh, oh yes, evidently this is an intervention also, for me. Is that what's going have, on? <laughs> they have the naked comedy show too. That guy does that naked comedy show. Is that at what the about, point uh, What about what about the Catholic mollusk? Asian. That's oh, when you finger a they Boston got a lot clam of chowder. They got a lot of mollusks. You finger the clam chowder. So let's let's ask. Uh, this is how I'm a dork. TJ Miller, what's your dorkdom? Let's do that. I like to finger clam chowder. <laughs> Molestation. Uh, I think you know. Actually, that does bring me to. I really am a dork about wordplay. I really, really like and enjoy wordplay. I like combining words. I think it's really funny. I don't know. I think that's all. It's like puns and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. You I know? like it. It's a. You gonna write a book? Like a penitentiary. Sue, <laughs> Sue Costello, and behold, she really is racist. <laughs> this is such propaganda. It's all that's gonna be. That's all anybody's gonna take from this. Augie Smith. Do you read a lot? Is that the thing? Augie, Augie Smith. Are? They used to call him Augie Pith, but then he went on too long about propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Stuff like that. That's what it's like. No, I like that stuff. No, I don't read that much. I wish I read more. I read some nonfiction sometimes. I always think it's weird when people read fiction. I understand why they do it. But it's weird if someone's like, I am so tired of my job and where I am in my life. My relationship's a mess. Now, let me escape to Wonderland where fairies are fighting dead dragons. Yeah. Zombie dragons. You like to... Oh. It could be anything, okay. though. Fiction could be about Sue other just got so angry, she just could be Moby smashed Dick. her face against the fucking microphone. Like, you like what? You like what? What did you just say? She's bleeding from her mouth. I was She's not angry. got her two front teeth because I said... I was laughing, and he's saying I'm angry. 
Okay, now I'm the angry racist. As long as we've established it's, it. It's sad when racists get angry. Oh, I'm suing. Um, oh, you're litigating too? Yes, you're litigating, litigating type? Fantastic. <laughs> she made me walk over a bridge. I almost died. Anyway, so. That's uh, my house. I know. I'm like, yeah. Tell that story. <laughs> that's a good one. It's a really good story about how I don't like bridges. No, she's uh, not afraid of heights. I, I, I don't enjoy uh, bridges. I, I know that they're needed. I know that uh, they're the way to get across a lot of bodies of water. But uh, I don't enjoy walking over What about a there. land bridge? <laughs> a land bridge? Do you like land bridges? <laughs> I think the British called them follies, and I like them. I like them. I'm, in, I'm on board. What about a body bridge? Like, what if we made a bridge out of those guys uh, nailed down and I lie down? I, I also don't want to body surf uh, in, in, like, you know, I would never stage dive. Oh, I like body surfing when I surf on another man's body. I use him. I yeah. say, keep those legs straight. I, I've heard that about you. Derek. You're a, Derek. I heard you were a top. Anyway, so uh, what's happening? We're getting dirty. No. Uh, yep. I was telling you how. No, I so it, no, it's the little. Pulaski Bridge, and oh. there's there's a subway uh, on one side of her apartment. There's a subway stop on the other. All right, side don't of the tell me specifics. They can right? find me. <laughs> they can find all you. The, anyway. All the people that are anti-racist, they'll come find a, me by the Creaking Cave. All right, anyway, it's, a <laughs> it's a comedy club in uh, in in, uh, in Queens or something Long like that, right? It's yeah. uh, so, and then and then there's what are the numbers on the front of that building? <laughs> hey, don't I tell us the specifics, but tell us the Atlantic. It's a, <laughs> that ocean's on the east coast. Somewhere between zero and nine. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, yeah. So I don't like I don't like a bridge where um, you can see through to the waters. Right. I don't enjoy right. that. I don't enjoy a large suspension bridge that you have nope. to drive over. Sure, sure. I like to eat the car in front of me and just sort of just tailgate for the entire uh, the entirety of that San Francisco bridge that is so popular. Well, and that bridge, the Pulaski Bridge, bounces too. Yeah, that really, is not, and that is not a positive experience. Oh, I'm sorry. When I'll the, never do that to you again. All right. Have no, you ever been terrible. so angry that you've bitten your steering wheel? Have you ever been so angry that you've whipped your microphone? And you whipped your microphone with your mouth? Yes. Wait, have you bitten a, a steering wheel in an yeah, effort sure. to just go? That's why I your jaw is sticking somebody. out. There you go. That's why your jaw sticks out. Yeah, exactly. It gave me buck teeth because I have a four by four. It's a big steering wheel. More wordplay, ladies. This girl. There's a girl in the audience just shaking her head, representing most of America's feelings <laughs> about wordplay. What was the last nonfiction book you read, I wonder? T.J. Miller. Uh, I'll tell you I what you're not afraid of is bridges and conversation. <laughs> nope. I have no. I have no interest in a segue. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna move forward. <laughs> well, that's no, how you break us. We only got about seven more minutes here. We're the suspension yeah. bridge in conversation is when you stop talking about this and you start talking about. <laughs> Other things. <laughs> right? Nice. I know you're not listening. Yeah. doesn't like it. I don't even know what you're like the Allen Ginsberg of wordsmiths. Nits. And what's sad is I don't even know who that is. He's a he's, a, he's a poet from the from the fifties. <laughs> oh, Sylvia poet. Plath. I know you didn't write. Right, right. He's just like that, but shorter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she was always bending over halfway to put her head in an oven. <laughs> Too soon? Was that? Too soon. Too Too late? Too late, I think. (laughs) 
<laughs> she didn't put her head in the oven, did she? Sylvia Plath? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Killed yeah. herself. No, I thought she drowned. Yes. I. You went to the What's college. The I went to UMass float, Boston. Right? I know What's the only wood that doesn't float, who's right? The, who's the head in the oven then? I don't know. Yeah, I think it was Sylvia Plath. the other oh, girl from the hours. The oh, sure. She drowned in oven gas. No, she drowned in turkey juice. There was a turkey in the oven. <laughs> oh, she was in the oven first and then in the water. It was a long oh, she did. See, I have to be careful because I'm very committed to my... Like, sometimes I have no idea when... It didn't work, and then so then she drowned herself. Oh, right. So she tried the well, oven. Well, the oven wasn't on. So that was both the big problem. Both statements are true. <laughs> and then she tried to bite the steering wheel. It's what? Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I like that. That's how you deal with your road rage. You're like, I'm not going to kill anyone. I'm not going to hurt anyone. I'm just going to bite this. Bite I, when I said that, I was sure butter? one of you would say, "Yeah, I've done that once," and, and then no one did. And on your... It was the loneliest feeling. <laughs> Felt like being alone on a suspension I gotta bridge. Tell you, I'm gonna now. I'm gonna from now on. Yeah, you are. Well, when you get so angry, you can't even hit the steering wheel. I just ah, you know, never. No go soon. Not even Boston when a black person steps in front of your car. They're like, "That's fucking guy. You can do it all night long." Let it go. They'll see my spirit. They'll know. They'll know what's real. Your aura. They'll hear me. They'll what, hear what, my uh, love. What, what really liberal place did you grow up in in New Jersey, T.J. Miller? Yeah, thank you. No, I, I, I'm from Denver. What? Rich Denver. Denver. He's from Rich Denver. Now, why? I don't get that. Why yeah. you think he's where, rich? Where is, is Denver something. a rich city? Yes, it's richer than Boston. Think that's true. Let's go Google it. That's Hold on, Sue. What? You you've been pronouncing it wrong. You're from Detroit. <laughs> Detroit. A lot of people from Detroit pronounce it Boston. You're gonna get in trouble because Detroit's gonna be mad. They're mad that people yeah. are shitting on them. Yeah, this if is only they can afford a bus ticket. To, yeah. If only they can afford a bus ticket. This to is gonna be the house. thing that puts them over the top. <laughs> When they hear this talk for us, they're going to be pissed. Yes, the 11 people who still live in Detroit. Um, did you know that they're turning it into farmland, Detroit? Did you know that? They're, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, it's nice. They're reclaiming the land. Like you did outside your house with your watermelons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have, uh, we have that a was for sure a racist comment. I don't, I don't know why you would be directed at Jack. Armenians love watermelons. Armenians love watermelons. You know what I don't understand is, is you know, the whole thing about racism and watermelon right. and chicken and all that stuff? Right. Um, is that, uh, I don't understand why people aren't allowed to like a, like, like, I had a black friend who was like, I'll never eat chicken in front of white people. And you're like, that is the saddest thing I've ever ever heard in my life of all the injustices right. in all the world so yeah, the, well, I'll never be mean to a black person in front of anybody that took ever place again. in the south it's just the, it's the uncomfortableness of eating chicken you should be able to eat chicken anywhere anyone should be able to yeah. the tall well, the like, short dang right we should some that's people right. are embarrassed to eat those like snow you know those snow those snow cones snow Snowballs. Yeah, right? Like, who really eats those in public? Like, yeah, cool. You have to book oh, those in your racism? closet. No, you're saying that they don't okay. want to eat chicken. Everybody has something. Like, some people oh, wouldn't eat snowballs. Eat... No. I'll eat. I, I wouldn't I eat don't... a snowball on a dare. <laughs> I have never that's... heard. That's almost as weird as biting your steering wheel. Is <laughs> being like, you know, oh, some people up. eat those snowballs shut in public. Stop Whatever they're thinking about. <laughs> Stop How do you live with yourself? <laughs> <laughs> you're eating ice? Give me a break! No! Do no, it at home in your no, kitchen crying! The hostess ones! 
The cake ones. Oh, oh right, the cake ones. Right. Stop the with your propaganda. Ones. That is shameful. That's true. They're just changing everything I say, and that's all everybody's going to hear. No, everyone's going to hear the joy and the love. They're going to hear my love and my heart. I, I really did. I thought you were talking about the ice. I know. I did snow cones. I thought it was a snow cone talk, but um, but then it was a snowball, which is those two pack, two to a package. Yeah. What won't you eat, Augie? I want nothing. There's nothing I want. To eat. <laughs> really, fear but, no food. You're well, out. I no just, um, why don't, won't people eat snowballs? What do they look like? They're big purple I'm just round saying, things or yeah, pink round. Who things. would ever really just buy it them somewhere like, and eat them? Like, <laughs> I guess that's why Hostess went under. I don't know. Well, their food was still no, embarrassing. Great. Now I ruined Hostess. How about the guy that made the chocolate covered bananas in Boston? He didn't sell any. Their food is no so embarrassing. Hostess, our food is embarrassing. Uh, I would like to eat. I'll tell you one thing. I'd like to eat is my words because I thought you were talking about. Thank you. Now we're making up. The fight is over and we're making up. And you're talking about snowballs and they are gross. Augie, it's true. People shouldn't eat a snowball. I have a tough time eating a ding-dong in public. I I play something I like to call ding-dong ditch, where I take a bite of a ding-dong and anybody looks, I throw the fucking ding-dong on the ground. And I get the hell out of town. Especially if it's Detroit. Come and get me, you weird farmers. Oh my gosh, that went by fast. It's hard to believe. In other news, uh, why don't we plug our websites and our whatnot? You got whatnot, Aug? No, I got a, yeah, it's an easy one. Augie Smith, A U G G I E. And I got a Twitter that I just started tweeting. Did you you tweet? Oh my god, I got hundreds of followers already. All right. Go through the roof. All right. How about you, Costello? My Sue Costello is my Twitter. Twitter. Sue Costello. And uh, my website, SueCostello.com, and my pod- podcast is The Caduzzi Cast with T.J. Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And, uh, so- it is racist. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up, everyone. We get in there and we don't pull any punches. <laughs> Next week, she's talking about the Portuguese. The no, worst. the Caduzzi Cast with me, Sue Costello. Caduzzi. Okay. Caduzzi. And then T.J. Miller, you got, is Spell it T.J. Miller.com? Like no, it's TJ Miller does not have a website.com. Okay, I like it. And that's because TJMiller.com was taken uh, by a Southern California developer who refused to sell me the website in 2003. He wanted $2,000 for it. I said, I bet there'll be a search engine one day that will make URLs obsolete. And I was right. Uh, and y- you can listen to Cash Levy's podcast, Cashing In with Sue Costello, on the Nerdist Network. And... Um, and I have a Twitter also. It's called Not TJ Miller. Because TJ Miller was taken by a woman from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. who's tweeted 14 times since 2007. <laughs> Fucking white bitch. White Bostonian. No, no. All right. And I am a Jackie Cation. And uh, here's the good news about me is that you know all about me. JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com. Uh, Vilmos will fix the website, of course. Patrick Brady will fix this audio. Zach McGeever, uh in, in the booth. Zach, let's have a nice Yay. round of applause for Zach. Yeah, Zach. Eating and burritos. The and the Meltdown Comedy, uh, the comic book store, uh, is always lovely. Feel free to use the donation button because February is light. Anyway, uh, you're doing vital work out here listening to the Dork Forest. Thanks for coming out and supporting Alive, the Dork Forest. And now, um, uh, just clap. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that?
If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?